Team Talk, Episode 17, Revenge of the Intern. You are skipping church this weekend. Yes. <laughs> and what, what exactly are you doing? Are you perhaps helping uh, orphan children? Nope. Are you, you know, building houses for people without homes? Nope. Uh-huh. No. What is it that you are doing? <laughs> no, we, we're playing our final cricket match for the season. And it's, it could be a potentially important match for me personally. That's right. Um, so, yeah, I, I did ask permission to be skipping church. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's no, no humanitarian. You had my stuff. permission. Mm. We're still waiting back to hear from God and see what he says about that. It's true. Okay. But, <laughs> Josh... So, uh, are my, uh, our, my, at this point, this is everyone's podcast, so let's just say our listenership, uh, it is spread across, I think, six different countries, maybe a couple more, mm-hmm. um, but mostly it's expats from America in those countries. Mm. So, cricket, what is it? And what is your role specifically? What do you do at cricket? You just wear funny hats <laughs> or big socks, funny hats, pink clothes. Like, what are you doing? Um, you know, it's, it's similar to baseball. There's a bat and a ball and you okay. have to hit the ball. But um, no, it's, it's basically just, yeah, it's a game between two teams, 11 players. <laughs> There's actually, there's, there's a cool summary that I could read, but that'll just confuse everyone. Okay. But, um, yeah, no, the, the aim of the game is the first team goes into bat, scores many runs. Okay. The other team tries to bowl them out. The ball's allowed to bounce. Okay. One bounce onto the pitch, and then that's okay. the difference between... The pitch players. was... It, that's the grass. That's the grass. Okay, all right. And um, so, yeah, scores many runs. The next team comes to bat. Then the second team has to bowl them out as quick as possible, yeah. and then you win at the end of the day. Okay, and there's some sticks. Wickets. Wickets. So if the ball hits your wickets <laughs> while you're batting, after it's been bowled, then you're out. Yeah. Like You have to basically guard those three sticks with your life. <laughs> and also not get hit with the ball in front of the wickets without it hitting the bat, because then you're also out. Good. Perfect. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think I saw a Monty Python sketch uh, that detailed the rules of a cricket-like game once. So Mm. this is all making perfect sense to me. Absolutely. Good. And your role specifically then? So I'm a batsman. You're a batsman. I need to try and score as many runs as I can. Which was 100. Yeah, in the one game I scored. So that in cricket, that's a big thing. That's a big thing. If you, as a batsman, score 100, that's, that's massive. So that was my first 100 that I'd ever scored. So I waited, what, 18 years yeah. to get my first time. Well, if we were doing a direct translation, though, I mean, you just set every baseball world record. So there you go. Yeah, one game. There Congratulations, man. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> so yeah, that was big. That was a very special moment for me. Um, and what's your fitness level have to be like for, for cricket? Honestly, depends on the team you're playing okay. and the field you're playing on. Okay. So for the team we were playing against, they weren't too great. Difficult pitch, but I scored a lot of boundaries, which is basically like home runs in baseball. Yeah. Um, so I didn't have to run a lot, 
But if the team you're playing is good and the field is quite slow, then you have to run a lot between the wickets. Mm-hmm. So you have to be quite fit. I mean, I batted two and a half hours. Okay. In Jeez. The, yeah. So you could be okay. batting quite long, running a lot. It could take up to three hours for you to get a, a hundred. Because wow. it's 50 overs. It's a, basically a four-hour innings okay. per team. Um, that so sounds awful. So but it's great. I'm still proud of you, even though Thanks. I only marginally know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, I've watched it uh, mostly uh, with a little bit of confusion. Yeah, most people but. do. Even, even people that should understand cricket. Okay, now most common cricket injury from from your experience: concussion or hamstring tear, or something else. Smushed hands. I would say between those two, concussion. Yeah. But most most broken fingers. Is it? Yeah, okay. broken fingers by far. Okay. Mm. Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't like that idea. No, I mean I'm still recovering from my thumb being smashed in. Yeah. So it's. Yeah, fingers by far is the... Because you do a lot with your hands. If yeah. you're fielding, you're catching or stopping the ball. Batting, you've got the chance of being hit on your hands. If you're the keeper, you like... If the guy balls fast, the ball's coming through. I don't know what it is in miles. Oh, wait, I could, I could. Like 80 miles an hour. Okay. Really fast, like yeah. 90 miles that's an hour. That's deadly, yeah. That's, that's quick. So that's not a concussion. That's death. Yeah, that's, that's why you got the helmets, but... <laughs> it, you're knocked. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it takes a few seconds for you to, to get your bearings back. But it's great. It's lovely. Well, you know, my dad, he lost a finger uh, changing. Well, I won't say. He was working on a car, lost the tip of his finger. Yesterday, I was working on my disc brakes, and I got my finger stuck at a certain point, and it was pinched really hard. Um, it only did a surprisingly minor amount of damage, but I was sitting there with my fingers stuck in the car and I was having to decide which way I was going to turn the disc to release it. Like, did I keep going or did I try to reverse it? I reversed it and it hurt, but I got it done. Mm. I tried, I panicked at first. I tried to yank it out (laughs) and I thought that I almost had a broken finger yesterday. No, that's not fun. I'm healed. No, actually, it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's over now. It's over now. Car's fixed. That's good. Tire's fixed. You should send the people the the whatever that was that That's came out. That's true. Actually, I know I know where I picked it up at. So I think I might just go send it in their mail. I'll go put it in their mailbox. Yeah, because that's yeah. surprising. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Josh. What else is happening here? Um, lot. This has been a big year for you. It has. You, one of the things you did this year was you preached uh, for a whole month. Yeah. Four weeks in a row. Yeah. Where did that leave you? Oh, I would say in a good place. It was a great experience, but it was tough. Yeah. It wasn't the easiest for four weeks of prepping and trying to work through everything. Yeah. But, um... Because you were... Kind of, you were preaching through Colossians in four weeks, right? Yeah. 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 So it was, it was all new to me, especially trying to work through Colossians. So yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. It was a great experience. Do you feel traumatized by it? No, I thought I would be more traumatized by it, but, okay. I, but I wasn't. The trauma was short-lived. Yeah, in the moment. I think well, we, sure. I think <laughs> week three, 
<laughs> three was the worst. But I, that was also the week that I asked it, like, it proposed to India. So there was just a whole bunch yes, of stress on yeah. that week. But that was probably the week where I was like, no, I'm going to throw the towel in. I'm done. <laughs> Can't do this. But yeah, no. We pushed through. Okay, good job, man. Yeah. Now, you just preached again last week, though. Mm. And that was your first time since your month-long of preaching. Is that true? Yeah, four months. Sure, man. I feel like I really let you down on that one. No. Um, although you got married. That's true. We'll come back to that. So you didn't, you didn't feel like you were re-traumatized having to preach again? No, I wasn't re-traumatized having to preach again, but that, that Saturday evening was quite kind of traumatic <laughs> <laughs> pulling up I, into that. I think I, I put a lot of trauma on you throughout <laughs> the week. Hey, Josh, have you thought about this for the text? <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, it's uncool. I welcomed you into my brain, which is not a healthy place. And I think I may have led you astray by accident. But we got there in the end. You did get there in the end. It was a good sermon. Um, I'll post it in the show notes here. And uh, what else do we need to know about? Oh, yeah. Marriage. Yeah. Josh, you're married now. Yeah, that's scary. But, I mean, the last time we had a little podcast conversation, you... Oh, I was still hush hush about you it. You were hush hush. I was true. I was asking you questions, trying to get you to confess online. No, oh, but that's because India was listening. Yeah, she was. So I couldn't I couldn't give anything. Ha, okay, in all seriousness now, seriousness. How many times did she listen to that podcast just to hear your voice? Six, seven? More. More. I think. <laughs> I mean it's gotta That's be exactly more. what I expected. <laughs> Now, now, how often does she want to listen to your voice now that you've been married for two months? Uh-uh. Almost? Almost. I think it's okay. a month and a half now. Okay. Oh, it could be closer to two. I don't know. It was like a five-week month true. Okay, after okay. we got married. So That's right. It's that kind of throwing me off. But it's almost two months. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, I think she'd still want to listen to my voice. She digs it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll give her another four months. We'll do another one of these in four months and see how it's going. Uh, but marriage is good? Marriage is good. All right, man. Cool. It it's nice having a teammate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you guys uh, you guys are, are good together. Um, the wedding was beautiful. You just got the pictures back. Mm-hmm. Those look good. Yeah. The colors, the tones. Is it everything that India wanted? Yeah. Great. Yeah, she loved them. Great. There's also this great picture where Wade looks like my bodyguard. <laughs> Priceless. And, and then also one where I look like uh, the Apostle John resting my head on Jesus' <laughs> chest. You. Is that correct? Yeah. Do they know why this happened? Uh, no, no. No one knows why this <laughs> happened. So let me just preface this by saying that I'm a very experienced uh, wedding doer. And um, I know all the stuff and things related to weddings. But yeah, why was it, Josh? So we're going through the whole, like, service. I don't know what you call it. Sure. But um, at one stage, Wade <laughs> says, um, and I'm going to ask Kian to bring up the rings, to which India and I look at each other quite confused, but we're going with it, and Kian brings up the rings, and... Don't act like you knew what was going on. You didn't know what was going on. And says you can put it on and kiss the bride. And it's like, well, okay, cool. Um, 
And Wade looks at me and he's like, um, so people, uh, I forgot that we should be doing the vows. <laughs> so we didn't do the vows. Well, no. we did. But after I'd That's already funny. been married, or sure. pronounced as married, and then sure. we did the vows and kind of not Dude, got remarried, God knows but like what's up. God knows what's up. Double married. Yeah, you. Yeah, no, that's true. That was a double blessing that day. Yeah, we go. Uh, we go. <laughs> double blessing. Great work, Josh. Um, yeah, so I did forget the vows, and that's when I realized that I had taken this marriage thing way too sacramentally. That it was too much of a gift at this point, and that you guys were going to have to do a little bit of work. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, though, I think that I didn't mess up too much stuff. Can we talk about the windows in the venue, though? Guys, okay, so (laughs) before the wedding got started, I'm over here with my fixed blade knife trying to pry open the windows because I'm sweating so profusely in the chapel. Amazingly, though, the photographers did a great job of covering up all my sweat, like, marks. They were amazing. Yeah. I just don't know how the venue... Maybe it's because the venue hadn't been used in so long, so yeah. the windows just kind of... I think they had just repainted them. Yeah. And then they sealed shut. Yeah, because those things weren't They opening. were hermetically sealed. <laughs> and it was probably like... In Celsius, but like above 30 degrees Celsius. <laughs> it was really hot. Full of people, tin roof. That I got nervous you were going to pass out. I got one stage Wade. <laughs> Wade's busy talking. <laughs> And I'm thinking, and like my mind dozes off, and I just see like Wade lean forward and tap me on my shoulder, and I'm like, oh my gosh, did I almost pass out? Like, what's happening? Could Josh stand up straight? Just look like you're awake, because it was it was baking in there. It was really hot. Sure. Oh man. All right, cool. Hey, so I was listening back to, I was putting sermons online or. I can't remember, but thinking back to when we were in the States now, I, oh yeah, I was listening to some different sermons that were preached while I was gone, and then also I was thinking back to comments people had made. Mm -hmm. So my assumption was, my expectation, my hope, my dream is always that everyone's going to pitch in all the time to make all the stuff work mm. for church. And then I started to see this pattern develop. And that pattern was, oh, Josh and India did such a good job while you guys were gone. <laughs> <laughs> and so I hear that once and I'm thinking, oh, well, that's a good vote of confidence for Josh. You know, I mean, great. And then you hear Joshua and India did such a good job. And then Tim, I was listening to one of Tim's sermons. And it was the last sermon before we got back, and Tim said, and everyone has done such a good job. It's such an encouragement um, to see everyone pitch in together, and Josh and India, all the hard work that you guys have done to make it all possible. And it's like, oh, no one did anything while we were gone. <laughs> That's not true. Except for Josh and India. Nah, nah. So on. So let's just, so one being totally false, ten being, Wade, you're absolutely right. Where are we? What number are we at? <laughs> okay, Josh is giving me um, eyes right now, which means that he's he's also very proud of the congregation. 
I'm just going to say four, and he doesn't have to respond. Okay, perfect. Uh, Josh, <laughs> where where is Anchored Baptist Church at right now? How are we doing? What's going on? Yeah, we're in like we're in an interesting place. I think. Yeah. I think it was good that you guys kind of went away for the two months. Mm-hmm. I think that was a good opportunity for the church to to get together, you know, to yeah. to hold the fort, I think. As sure. Said. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was good for us. That was very American of you. Great work. Yeah, she <laughs> got it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think we're at the place where we need to start looking at how, how we're going to... What are we going to do to start building a foundation to, like, okay, grow this thing? Yeah. No, yeah, I think, um, yeah. yeah. Is it scalable? No, I'm joking. I'm not going to use that language. Okay, <laughs> good. Um, and let me see if I have any more questions for you, Josh. Any more... I'm not going to ask any more marriage questions. Okay. Um, (laughs) uh, Hey, here's a good question for you then. Josh, what are you looking forward to this year? Because we've got a new year right around the corner. Mm -hmm. You preach the first uh, week of Advent, first Sunday in the new church year, Mm -hmm. uh, which I think means you have to preach the last Sunday in the church year too, the Alpha and the Omega. I think you got to do that. Uh, <laughs> um, but I don't know what's what's on your plate right now. What are you doing? You're doing a lot of stuff. Yeah, there's a bit of everything. Um, so currently, I'm still other than becoming a semi-professional cricketer. That's true. That yeah. that's something I wasn't thinking of. Did you ever think that you'd be you could consider yourself a professional athlete? What is professional? You get paid for it, right? Yeah, yeah. I would say that is. Maybe when I was, when I finally year of school, but um, no, I think I joined the club just with the expectation of hitting a few balls, um, but it kind of turned into taking it a bit more seriously. Yeah. Which I enjoy. It takes my mind off of life. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's nice to go and do something active. Yeah. Um, with that, I'm. Currently doing a course in data science. Then there's the internship yeah, yeah. that we've extended. Then I've got a friend that wants to start something up. And then there might be a possibility of going to India, but that's all kind of hush-hush as well. Yeah. So yeah. that's not something I'm banking on too sure. much at the moment. But it's it, it's it all, could on, the, be. Yeah, it's it's all could on the plate of things sure. that I need to take into consideration. Now, would you take India to India? Yes. Oh, man. Amazing. I would take India to India. That would just be Do you think that would be confusing? Do you think she'll get honorary citizenship when she gets there? She should, now that you say that. (laughs) We should tell all the Indians that she is an Indian, but not really an Indian. No, joking. But, um, um, yeah, no, I would. I think she'd love it, even though I don't think it would be for, like, it's not going to be a tourist thing. Right. It's very professional. If I were to go, it's like a whole cricket tournament for six okay. weeks. Um, but yeah, obviously, I'd love to have her support there. That would be great. Yeah, that would be cool. Mm. Even though she's also your jinx when you play. That's true. And she laughs Ooh. at me when I do bad. <laughs> so, so, I think... Because it's so cute or what? No, just because... 
<laughs> She's a straight person like that. Yeah. She yeah. just like, ha, you suck. <laughs> that wasn't good. <laughs> you know, yeah. sometimes you just got to have that person in your corner as well. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, I've got six of those. <laughs> <laughs> I love all of them. Yeah. All right. Cool, man. But Any yeah. other questions I should be asking? Oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. So what am I looking forward to? Like, I think I'm looking forward to what we've, we're planning on doing with the internship. Yeah. And then, like, thinking about, like, Liana, I've preached now, but, like, working on strategies so that I approach preaching with more confidence, not that I'm not confident yeah. in standing up there, but more confidence, let's say, in the preparation that goes into it, because that's quite stressful. Yes. So yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward at working on those things. But, yeah, you know, I think, correct me if I'm wrong now, so I think you do um, your, like your sermon this past week, I listened, I re-listened the last five minutes of it just now, I was editing the podcast, and... Um, it was really, really well stated. But you also, like, I think you need to, like, have some, like, casualness going into it as well. That's true. And I think right now you have, like, a lot of build-up tension as you're going into the Sunday. <laughs> it's true. Which I think it, it does. It just takes more practice. And, yeah. Like, I find myself almost trying... It's almost like I'm writing a paper instead of writing yeah, yeah. A, a sermon. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but like you said, I think that it just takes practice yeah. like how to translate it from being so rigid and structured into something that you're making applicable and preaching to the congregation. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Now, data science, what are you doing? Are you like stealing people's data, selling it on the black market? Let's just say if I knew what I was doing, I would tell you. Okay. But I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> But uh, it's interesting. Okay. It's a massive challenge. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm enjoying it. It's making me think in different ways. And yeah, cool. I love it. Yeah. Cool, man. Not that I thought I ever would. I was anti-computers until I started <laughs> this data science thing. So I still have a lot of questions going on in my head. It's hard. I think, I think maybe uh, you and I both have a different kind of interest in computers now but I think you and I both also long for a more uh, stone age mentality Yes. and yet we see the benefit of these futuristic space age things mm -hmm. and I don't know I mean I'm even telling I'm always telling our kids because Aislinn Finnegan you know they know they're not getting cell phones but they're always asking when are we going to get cell phones uh, just to test us, just to see if they could, to which I'm always saying, well, never, and hopefully, by the time you guys are old enough to get cell phones, we'll all realize that this was an awful idea, and you won't need them anymore. Um, that's my desire. But even, what was it the other day, I had to do something, I had to download some sort of app to do some vital administrative life task, mm. and I just thought to myself, Wow, I can't wait to not have to deal with that anymore. So I don't know if I'm longing for heaven, if this is a longing for like 
the collapse of society. I'm Cloud really not sure. just flip the switch. Oh no, here we go. And all the technology must just die. <laughs> you know what? I think we need to reset this conversation. <laughs> Great reset. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I mean, look, he is a... He is a Bond villain. He's like a James Bond villain. That's the truth. And the fact that... Uh, yeah, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Long live the James Bond. You know what? If we didn't have villains, we wouldn't have James Bonds out there in the world. That's true. I don't know if that person exists. The James Bond person? Yeah. Everyone has an inner James Bond. Kian right? will be a James Bond. Mm. Uh, mm. All right, cool, man. Um, <laughs> well, then we took a, a short turn there. <laughs> You're about ready to make me take a dark turn as well. Um, so let's let's step back for a second. What else do we need to talk about? Are there any other questions I should be asking you? What are you working on? At the moment. Yeah, what do you what, I don't know, that's interesting. You're learning to write. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's big. Um, I don't know, I think well, what I, what I was working on, should I still be working on it? I don't know. You'll tell me now. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, the image of God, trying mm-hmm. to piece all those things together. Mm-hmm. I know Wade and I spoke about maybe integrating what I'm doing with that into one of our 9, 9 a.m. Um, studies mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. church. So I think that's something I'll focus on uh, What for next Sunday. Yeah, I think we're going to try it for next Sunday. Okay, yeah. yeah, so then that's probably what I'll be working on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I actually forgot about that. Thanks. That's what we're, that's what's going on in church right now. <laughs> Me forgetting everything. Yeah, cool. Um, so one of the things that I've been working on, going into... So usually we have what we call a family meeting right at the end of every year. Uh, of every like church calendar year so that's like the third week in November sometimes the fourth week in November and um, this year I just dropped the ball I don't know if I lost track of time if I had too many other things on my plate but I did not prepare a family meeting and the family meeting is both an informative time you know the budgets presented uh, all that kind of stuff but it's also the uh, you know like gather the forces time where I'm encouraging everyone to sort of uh, what was the Lord of the Rings um, fulfill your oath right? that's why <laughs> this type of mentality I really because everyone we all drop off at the end of the year and we're going to need this reminder at the beginning of the year that oh yeah wait we're a part of a community of people um, who love and care for us and we need to get back into this thing and so that's usually what the family meetings are used for, although I dropped the ball on it. And so now I'm having to reconsider what that family meeting is going to be. And there's lots of things that I've realized that have been taught in the church before that I need to reteach. Um, I hate using the word vision. I hate using the word cast. So I won't use either of those things. Um, but I have to put those things back out there so that people can hear them again, know why we exist again. And, um, yes. And one of the things, though, that I've been thinking about, because this is the thing that always comes up 
And Josh, you and I listened to You're Not Crazy, mm-hmm. the You're Not Crazy podcast. And Ray Ortland quotes his dad, and I can't remember if his dad got it from somewhere else, and saying that in church life, if you're one step ahead of your congregation, you're a leader. If you're two steps ahead, you're a visionary. And if you're three steps ahead, you're a martyr. (laughs) And I love that. I love that a lot. And one of the things in our church that I'm constantly struck by is... um, I forget, because I'm so used to saying it now and rehearsing it, how much pushback that I always get about the diversity aspect of our church. Because, yes, I get it. It's probably a bad idea for our community. It doesn't really work. It's not how you grow a church. And yet, if we were to look 10 years into the future in South Africa and in Hermanus, um, the idea of having or working towards being more comfortable with diversity in church and being surrounded by people that don't look, sound, or act like you might be a good idea to get comfortable with that. That's the pragmatic side of it. Mm -hmm. And yet, one of the things that I struggle with in this whole conversation, because we always say that Anchored is a church that's working to reflect the diversity of Hermanus as we gather for good news and as we scatter to share it. And yet that... That language of working, um, that language of like this diversity being um, almost a responsibility that we have, uh, people get very skittish around that. And I get skittish around it myself, you know. Um, Josh, what do you, how would you describe my, my thoughts on the law and gospel paradigm? Your thoughts on the <laughs> law and gospel paradigm. So, so Tim's important. And uh, one is, uh, I never think about it. <laughs> no, Shish, I think you always think about the law gospel. <laughs> gospel. Yeah, I've been corrupted. Yeah, that's true. Um, but so anyway, though, I started thinking about this whole diversity thing in terms of law and gospel. And um, so let's, let's just take this premise. I'm going to pitch it. And then we're going to put it off to the side because I'm still working on it. Mm -hmm. But let's take this premise. The gospel is something that operates outside of the law. Okay? So the law is something that is upon us. Uh, It's something that's spoken from God. It's something that's woven into the world around us. Um, each Each culture creates its own laws. And by and large... If you look at it from the standpoint of uh, sustainability of a culture and strength of a culture, diversity, from a sociological standpoint, usually weakens a culture, right? And so uh, there's like a law there. It's baked into us that we actually don't want diversity. And yet, um, or if we look at the fact that we're supposed to welcome in the outsider— and yet that's hard to do, so we don't do it, mm-hmm. right? Um, basically, the law demands, um, and then the gospel gives what's demanded. Mm-hmm. It's only in the gospel that this diversity makes any sense bec- 
because we're no longer operating inside the wall then. That's the big idea. It's a roundabout way of getting there. But that's the language we always use at church. Mm. So I'm trying to work through that. That makes sense. <laughs> let me, I, I, I do have a cleaner way of saying it. I, let, me, let me see if I wrote something down. I may have written something <laughs> down. I've been um, like falling asleep every night and making notes. Oh, yeah. Well, here was one thing I was thinking. And I think you know how much I hate this. Mm-hmm. The idea of a gospel imperative. That because we've received the gospel, now this is the law that we follow. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not talking about like the law of love. right? That's expected of us. That was expected in the Old Testament. It was expected by Jesus. But the gospel imperative would, would claim that using that type of language says that now the gospel demands something of you. And I think that's a wrong-headed way of thinking about it. Or, um, now that we have the gospel, we could possibly experience some sort of diversity. That, that language of gospel possibility, mm. I don't like either, right? Because good news about Jesus is the word, mm. a word from God, and God's word accomplishes what it says it's going to do. So we can't talk about gospel possibility either. Yeah, that's all I got. Um, <laughs> I, this, this is the, the, the messy place that my head's in. Anything else we need to talk about, Josh? No, that's all the stuff you sent me at 5 to 12. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So last night I told Josh I would send him some show notes um, before the end of the day, and I sent them at 11.55. Because <laughs> I'm the boss, and that's what I do. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, I think we covered all the all the bases. All the important bits. Mm. Yeah, I got nothing more to say, dude. Uh, any apologies we need to make on this one? Oh, one thing. South African Regional Conference. You haven't spoken oh, about that. Oh, dude, you, you were with Americans. That's How was that? True. That was great. Yeah? I enjoyed that a lot. That was... How weird were they? <laughs> Comparatively. <laughs> no, Super weird. Just say it. They were super weird. Super weird. Su- super weird, guys. It's just true. It's, no, no, no. Lovely, lovely. Indy and I had had such a ball of a time with everyone. Okay, cool. It was like we drove away. Wow. Yeah, no, that was a good day. That <laughs> okay. was a very good day. Did it make you want to convert to Americanism? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I enjoy my South Africanism. That's true. Um, it's good. Wait, what do they say? South Africanacity. Something like that. <laughs> okay, I love it. I know but, um, okay. Yeah, the, I, I enjoyed spending time with everyone. Cool. Yeah. And we went for a long hike? Sheesh, we went for a very long hike. <laughs> that was also a beautiful trail that I've never done before, so okay, it was a cool. first for me. Yeah, dude, I've got to get you up on these mountains more, Josh. That's bad. I live here. I've I lived know, here for shame. almost 10 years. But no one no one in my family does the hiking thing, so... Yeah. Well, we still got to go stay in the Galpin hut. That's true. All right. Yeah. Christmas holiday. We're going to do it. Or no, you're gone. January is too hot. Dude, we got, now we got to wait till March. No, my birthday. Okay, check. That's usually when it cools down. When's your birthday again? 31st of March. Okay. Hey. You're going to be 25. Dude, you got to finish this year strong, Josh. I've got a lot of high expectations for you. It's true. It's true. <laughs> got to live up to those things. No, it's good. I'm excited. Okay. 
Cool. And when do you expect to be a parent? I'm joking. Don't answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> that was for you, India. Um, all right, cool, man. Well, that's all I got. Uh, any last words from you? No, then this is fun. All right. Until next time, Tim Thomas and Josh. Out.